Welcome to the Ignite Your Inner Badass Podcast, Episode 1. It's about confidence. It's about courage. It's about what lights you up. It's about igniting your inner badass. Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of the Ignite Your Inner Badass Podcast. I'm your host, Marta Kagan, and I'm so thrilled to finally be launching this podcast. This has been a little dream of mine for the past couple of years. And the reason why I'm finally bringing it to life is because I'm on a mission to help women like you silence their bitchy inner critics, stop people pleasing, and start living like a total badass. Each week, I will be sharing inspiring stories, simple strategies, and actionable tips for taking small steps towards massive change in just 10 minutes a day. So the whole premise here is that change is hard and making a big, huge change in your life doesn't happen overnight. It's really the sum of many small steps. Each week I will focus on a specific topic and I will not only share some insight and some stories and hopefully a few laughs, but I will also spell out exactly what you can do in that little 10 minute a day window to start living like a total badass. And since this is a brand new podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. The reviews are how other people find my podcasts. And also, I love reading the comments, seeing what you guys think, getting new ideas for future episodes. So I would be very grateful if you'd go to iTunes, look up the Ignite Your Inner Badass podcast, and leave me a review. Okay, so let's get down to biz, shall we? So today we're going to talk about confidence, or more specifically, how to develop unshakable confidence, because that is a must-have for a badass, for a badass life. You can't be a badass, you can't live like a badass and not be confident. Confidence is power. It's the power to attract, to persuade, to influence, and to succeed. So for just a moment, I want you to imagine what your life would be like if you had abundant self-confidence. Would you finally do what's on that someday list, like maybe today? Would you give zero fucks about what other people think? Or maybe you'd wake up every morning feeling really, really good about yourself. Maybe you'd feel absolutely comfortable going to a party or event or a restaurant or a movie or anywhere when you don't know other people. And maybe you'd blissfully skip that whole midlife midlife crisis thing because you're already living the dream. Well, whatever your here's what life would be like if I had abundant self-confidence vision is, today's the day you're going to start making that your reality. Because confidence isn't something you're born with. It's a muscle that you develop, metaphorically speaking. And no matter how wimpy you feel right now, you can get real, real strong. Let's start by talking about the real reason behind the self-doubt you might be carrying around. And I'm going to be a little blunt here. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say that you're here 
listening to this podcast right now because you know deep inside that you can do better, that you've been playing small and avoiding risks and flying just under the radar. And you're probably pretty sick of seeing other people make it happen while you're stuck on the same frustrating hamster wheel. Am I right? Well, the problem isn't that you can't make it happen. And it's not that you're just lazy. I'm not saying that either. In fact, the main reason why you aren't the best version of you that you can be today is because your bitchy inner critic is holding you hostage. She is a nasty little thing. I know, I have one too. (laughs) And she thrives on making you believe that your dream life isn't possible because it's too hard, it's too expensive, it's too unrealistic, or you're too old, you're too short, you're too fat, you're too stupid, you're too shy, you're too whatever. She's always there whispering little statements in your ear like, oh, you could never pull that off, or don't make an ass of yourself again, right? She's crafty, and she holds you back. And here's the thing. If you keep hearing those kinds of messages inside your own head, they're going to have an effect, and that's what's happening. My grandfather used to always say, if you call someone a pig enough times, they'll start to oink. (laughs) That's true. That's exactly what's happening. Your inner critic is calling you a pig, and you are oinking with the best of them. So let's assume for a moment that what I'm saying is resonating, and you're like, ooh, I think she's right. And you can see how your inner critic has essentially convinced you that you're not worthy, that you're not smart enough, talented enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, lucky enough. You're not enough to live a joyful, fearless, regret-free, guilt-free life. Well, I call bullshit. Bullshit. And you know I'm right. You know you've seen that person who's not so skinny, smart, rich, interesting, outgoing, beautiful, well-spoken, graceful, insert wishful adjective here, who's boldly making it all happen anyway, without any of those qualities that your inner critic has tried to convince you are essential and are the reasons why you can't. And you've probably looked at that person and thought, why them and not me? Well, why not you is the right question to ask. And the answer is, you can do anything, anything that you set your mind to. You can start a business, you can run a marathon, you can write a best-selling novel, and you can silence that bitchy inner critic whenever she starts acting up and move through life with courage, confidence, and joy. is a quality in high demand and in short supply. It's what separates those who wish for something from those who actually go for it. And it's the going for it that scares the hell out of most of us. Now, to be fair, most people do feel confident in some situations or areas of life, but are full of self-doubt in others. Maybe you're a genius in the kitchen, but You're miserably self-conscious at cocktail parties. Or you have a gorgeous singing voice, but you don't feel comfortable talking to your boss, 
right? You're just a big hot mess anytime you try to confront him or her. What's the difference in those scenarios? Well, your bitchy inner critic knows when to zip it and when to be a pain in your ass. But guess what? She is not in control. (laughs) It turns out that you are. You can tell her to shut the fuck up. And if she won't, at least at first, guess what? You can do the thing she's telling you that you can't do anyway. Because confidence starts in the mind. The bitchy inner critic lives in your mind. Confidence has nothing to do with your age, your IQ, your title, your shoes, or your zip code. And everything to do with what you believe. Over the past 20 years, I have worked with hundreds of people from all walks of life, people who are brilliant, people who aren't so smart, people who are gorgeous, people who are average or not even average, people who live in the best places and travel the world, and people who are scraping by and living in a studio apartment with a toaster and a microwave oven. The whole gamut. And I'll tell you that none of those things I just mentioned in terms of where they live or what they look like or how smart they are makes a difference in terms of their level of confidence. In other words, some of the smartest, most attractive and well-off people are scared little babies. It's, it's not about that. It's about what you believe. And it's a feedback loop. So this is how it works. And I've included a little diagram for you in the show notes that helps to visualize this a little bit better than I can even describe. So what you think influences the way that you feel, right? You have a thought and the thought is delivered by your inner critic, which yes, is actually you, a, a version of you. And the thought is... I can't write a book. I'm a terrible writer. And that thought creates a feeling. And so that feeling might be sadness or depression or self-doubt or even self-hatred. And so what happens with the feelings? Well, the feelings, you know, that you feel them and they affect the way that you behave, the way that you speak and the way that you act and the action you do or don't take. So... Your bitchy inner critic has told you you're a terrible writer and you'll never write a book. And you listen to that and take it at face value and you feel sad and shitty. And instead of going and writing that book, those feelings lead you straight into the kitchen where you open up a bottle of wine and pull out some leftover pizza and drown your sorrows. And then you cross uh, write a book off of your bucket list by the end of the night. And so what's the outcome of that little cycle? You never write a book. The thought created the feeling, which resulted in the action and resulted in the outcome of never writing a book. And P.S., now that feedback loop is going to start all over again. And guess what? Now your bitchy inner critic actually has some more shit to make you feel bad about. Now she's going to say, see, I told you you'd never write a book. You're such a chicken shit. And so it goes on and so it goes on. And so part of developing unshakable confidence is recognizing that that loop exists and taking ownership over the different inputs, starting with the thoughts. So the first step in building unshakable self-confidence is really to become aware of that bitchy inner critic. You need to be aware of what she is saying to you. And when I say become aware, I don't mean believe what she's saying. I mean, become aware, as in awareness, which is defined as the knowledge or perception of a situation or fact. 
Another word for it is uh, consciousness. So be conscious of that dialogue in your mind, but listen to it like an outside observer. In other words, listen to it without judgment, without getting pulled into it, without feeling it per se, without agreeing or disagreeing with it. Just notice it. Notice what you are in essence telling yourself. Now I'll tell you the first time that I discovered this feedback loop, I was working with a coach and he actually broke this down for me and I was like, holy shit. That makes perfect sense, but I wasn't aware of it, you know? And so I started to practice this consciousness, this being aware of the dialogue going inside in my mind and noticing when my bitchy inner critic was getting all vocal up in there. And I was shocked. She's fucking mean. I mean, if I had a friend, in other words, someone not inside my head, but someone I had a relationship with who was a separate human and they spoke to me the way that she spoke to me and they said the shit that she said to me, they would not be my friend. They would be like my worst enemy. They'd be awful. It's abusive. And here I am doing this to myself. (laughs) I know I'm not alone. And so as you flip the switch from hearing that bitchy inner critic and just taking it at face value and just believing it and rather hearing it and observing it and noticing it like an outside observer without the judgment, without the emotion attached to it, you start to break that feedback loop. And this is where I love to quote Eleanor Roosevelt, who's got so many good ones, but this one really applies here. She once said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And you, my friend, have probably been implicitly giving your consent to that bitchy inner critic. So we're going to yank that consent away. Now, one thing I want to go ahead and say or share with you about the human brain, which I think is really helpful in understanding how this all works, because sometimes I tell people this, like, you can change the way you think and you can change the way you feel. And people are like, how? No, I can't. It just happens. Um, Well, awareness is the first step because awareness creates like a gap in that stream of consciousness that's going on. So like your bitchy inner critic is saying shit, shit, saying shit, saying shit. And then you suddenly become aware that she's saying it and you realize that she is actually you and you can actually control that. Um, And you can certainly not get caught up in it for starters. So you sort of create like, yeah, like a gap. There's a little bit of space there for you to kind of get back in the driver's seat. Now, the reason why this is actually so effective and so many people don't know about it. This isn't taught in school, but you can read about it. There are lots of books written about it and lots of scientific research around it. And that is that you have really two essential parts of your brain, your conscious and your subconscious. Your conscious brain is something that uh, doesn't fully develop until adolescence. Um, And that is the part of you that thinks and analyzes and judges and labels and solves problems, right? That's that's the part that most of us think is the whole thing. But it's actually a small percentage of what's actually going on. So if you think about uh, your brain as a computer and use that metaphor, you know, you, you have the computer and it's got an operating system and you may be using a piece of software, you might be like 
using GarageBand like I am right now, or you might be surfing the web or whatever. And so you're only aware of what's happening at the surface. That's the conscious brain. That's the stuff you're doing. You're solving problems. You're taking action. And the computer's giving you that. That's the conscious part of this metaphor. The unconscious part is that behind the scenes, there's a ton of different things happening. There's all kinds of information being stored, pulled, shared, you know, all kinds of little pieces of that operating system being tapped to make your computer work for you. The same thing happens with your brain and your subconscious is actually something you're born with. So it's not something that needs to develop. It's there. And so from the minute that you're out of the womb, you're receiving information that the subconscious brain is taking and filing away in long-term memory. So a lot of experience, this is why a lot of experiences that you have as a child can sort of imprint, for lack of a better word, and really wreak havoc on your beliefs later on in life because you're not even aware you have those beliefs. The thing about your subconscious brain that gives you leverage is that it cannot tell the difference between fact or fiction. In other words, it cannot discern whether an experience really happened or it's just something that you thought about. It doesn't, in terms of what it puts away as this is factual information I must store in the library, it does not separate those two. So if you're thinking about something long enough, it will believe that as fact. That's why the bitchy inner critic wreaks such havoc on your life. But it's also why you can change it. It's also why you have the power to provide new information and overwrite that old program. Because your subconscious brain won't know the difference. It's just going to be fact. And that will change how the operating system functions. I hope that makes sense. That was kind of a geeky metaphor, but it just kind of came to me and I thought it might be useful. Hopefully it was. All right, so let's talk brass tacks, right? What's your 10 minute a day action plan to start developing unshakable confidence and silencing that bitchy inner critic and living like a badass? I call this my seven day confidence building diet. And Yes, it's 100% calorie free. (laughs) What this is, is basically a recipe I designed in working with my coaching clients a number of years ago and designed it to rapidly and dramatically help build up their confidence muscles in just 10 minutes a day. So each day you're going to focus on a specific exercise. I'm using air quotes right now, (laughs) with each day building on the one prior. So it's important to do them in order. And I've laid them out in order for you in the show notes. And I'm going to talk you through them in order right now. None of the exercises I'm going to share are complicated or difficult. You don't need any special equipment and you'll see they're intentionally snack size, right? They're limited to about a 10 minute a day window. So let's start with day one. Day one is awareness day. It's what we were just talking about noticing without judgment what your bitchy inner critic is saying to you. So just like I described a few moments ago, you're going to observe the critical thoughts that you have throughout the day, noticing also how those make you feel and how they affect your actions. So you're going to, as often as possible, pull out of stream of consciousness and become, even if it's just momentarily, aware. Now, I want you to write this stuff down. Because just observing it and then it's in one ear and out the other, you'll forget. 
And if you write them down, I promise you at the end of the day, you'll be like, oh my God. Plus, we're going to come back to this stuff you're doing here in future days, right? Each day builds on each other. So I really want you to write it down, either in a notebook or grab a journal or, you know, something, someplace where you're going to keep this as part of your, your seven day confidence building diet diary, we'll call it. All right. So write down the critical thoughts, write down the feelings they create and write down the actions that you take as a result and any outcomes for that matter in your journal, diary or notebook. Now, if you're a member of the Ignite Your Inner Badass Club, you'll find a downloadable PDF in the members area once you log in, and that includes all of these daily exercises in, like I said, a printable PDF format and special worksheet pages with examples written out for you so you can use those to write this stuff down. All right, that's day one, awareness day. So day two, you're going to rediscover your best qualities. So here's the thing. We are rarely objective about ourselves. It's, it's difficult to be. Um, so it's helpful to get perspective from others, which is why today's exercise is to ask five to 10 people, at least five, preferably 10, who know you well to name your three best qualities. So you can ask them this in person or you can you know pick up the phone or text or email or whatever is the easiest way for you to reach out to these folks and just say, I'm doing a little project or I'm, I'm doing this exercise and I need to, I need you to tell me what you think my three best qualities are. Don't be shy about this. I know sometimes people feel uncomfortable asking for stuff like this, but literally it takes a matter of seconds for most people to come up with three or sometimes more adjectives to describe your best qualities. So it's really not a big imposition. I did this exercise myself maybe a year ago and it was amazing. It was really, really cool to uh, hear what people said and to sort of process that. And so that's actually the next part of your exercise for day two. You're going to write down all the answers that you get in your diary or your journal or notebook. And then you're going to notice if there are any, you know, similar adjectives or repeats or stuff that kind of falls into the same general bucket. I want you to take a few moments to let those words sink in. Were there any surprises, anything you totally didn't expect or don't see about yourself? How do the words that you wrote down make you feel? Can you see? those qualities in yourself? And do they map to what you believe are your three best qualities, right? So ask yourself that same question, maybe before you ask others, so it's not skewed and write those things down. Now, like I said, this exercise is really awesome. And it can really trigger a lot of positive feelings and thoughts. And it's probably worth it to sit down and take a few minutes to reflect on it and and jot that stuff down as well uh, in that same diary or journal. And, and really feel the words. And finally, notice if your inner critic tries to shoot them down, because sometimes she will. Day three, appreciate yourself. So today you're going to grab that list of words that you collected yesterday, right? Your three best qualities. You're going to take another look at them. And I want you to notice which words jump out at you, like which ones make you feel really awesome. Hopefully they all do, but there might be a few that just really zing, you know, they kind of light you up. And I want you to highlight those words. Now, if you're the crafty type, maybe 
consider making a collage out of these words, you know, with the the ones that jump out at you, the ones you just highlighted bigger or in in different fonts or, you know, kind of like a scrapbook page almost. Um, Or if there's some other medium that you like to use for creative expression or for introspection, whether it's painting or dancing or whatever, um, go ahead and do that. But really, ultimately, what I want you to do is take just this jumbled list and turn it into something that's visually pleasing. Some people, when they do the collage, they have the words and they also have images that kind of represent that quality visually for themselves. So I want you to turn that into something visual that you can look at daily. You're going to hang it up someplace you can see it, like on your fridge or over your your laptop or someplace. I want you to, to turn to that every time your bitchy inner critic starts giving you shit, right? It's almost like... um. <laughs> holding a cross up in front of a vampire or a piece of garlic or something, right? So that's it. That's what day three is. It's about, again, appreciating you, appreciating yourself, spending a little more time kind of basking in the glow that was created by having people that know and love you tell you what they think your best qualities are, and then turning that into almost like a little piece of art, like something that you can refer back to over and over. And by the way, if just having that list written in your handwriting does it for you, fine, go for it. Day four, write yourself a love letter. Okay, now I know that might sound corny at first, but trust me, this is a powerful exercise. Here's how I want you to approach it. First, you're going to find a quiet place to daydream for a few minutes. Remember, this is like a 10 minutes a day exercise like all the rest. So you're going to just take a small break, find a quiet place to daydream. And I want you to get comfortable, close your eyes and just picture one of your happiest memories. If you can pull one from the archives of your childhood you know, when you were happy, free, curious, and totally unburdened by other people's opinions of you, the hormones of puberty, life's pressures, all that stuff, that's probably the best place to go, right? Childhood. But I know not everyone's had a blissful childhood. So if you have a more recent memory that is really golden for you, then choose that one. That's fine. And then once you've got the memory, I want you to kind of let it linger in your mind for a few minutes. And I want you to put yourself in it, see yourself there and really notice the details. You know, what was the weather like? Where were you? What was, what was the lighting in the room? Or, you know, what were the other people that were there with you? If there were any, what sense or sounds do you notice? What are the feelings you associate with all of those things? Take your time. I mean, we're trying to keep this to 10 minutes a day, but take your time to really kind of enjoy reliving that awesome memory, that awesome experience. And then when you're ready, open your eyes back up, but try and keep those feelings you generated present. Almost like you're putting on a, you put on a cozy sweater, someone gave you a warm hug and you can kind of still feel it on your skin. And then grab your journal or your notebook and write a short love letter to that version of you. So, you know, you, dear Marta, <laughs> and, and I'm talking to that, that child version of me that I was picturing, right? And, and you're going to tell that version of you what you loved about reliving that memory. You know, it could be the little things or the big ones or both that made it so special and wonderful. I want you to tell your younger self how much you love her, how capable she is of doing, doing anything she wants in life. And I want you to give her the advice that you wish you had gotten 
when you were her age, or maybe you got it and ignored it. So tell it again in your own words. So that's what your love letter is. It doesn't have to be all like, oh, Marta, you are the best and the prettiest and the smartest and you smell nice. No, (laughs) it's really about focusing on that memory. That's why I had to do that first and, and talk about the glorious you in the context of that moment or those moments or that experience. And that is day four. Day five. Today, you're going to drop the F-bomb. And no, I'm not referring to my favorite four-letter word. I'm talking about the other F-bomb, forgiveness. You're going to consciously and sincerely let yourself off the hook today. Not from things that you did wrong before, but rather for buying into the garbage that your bitchy inner critic or your subconscious mind has filed away as fact, even though it's most likely fiction. So you're going to want to pull out that list of things that you kept track of on day one, right? The bitchy inner critic comments. You know, I I want you to pull that out because you're going to want to refer back to that. And then you're going to open up your journal or your notebook and you're going to write down all the things you're going to forgive yourself for believing or buying into or being fooled by bitchy inner critic. So you, you can start off each sentence with, I forgive myself for... Allowing my bitchy inner critic to make me feel small, for example. Or I forgive myself for not realizing that I'm being abusive to myself in my own head or whatever. Use your own words. But the point is you're not forgiving yourself for shit you actually did, but rather for the shit you've been buying into courtesy of Miss Bitchy Inner Critic. Now, Some people will be tempted to skip this step. (laughs) I've had clients in the past who would claim they had nothing to forgive or they couldn't think of anything. You know, they hadn't really owned up to the truth (laughs) of the existence of Miss Bitchy Inner Critic. Or maybe they just felt weird, like forgiving an inner voice that's actually their own. Regardless, you can't skip the step. Each one of these steps in the diet... um, build upon one another. And the thing is that if you skip it, this is what I was alluding to before, if you don't consciously forgive yourself, your crafty little subconscious mind will use that unforgiven business against you. She will find a way to sneak it in and put the brakes on anything you do to defy her efforts to keep you feeling scared and small. So she'll sabotage you the moment you're not practicing awareness and she'll literally send you free falling into self-doubt which is back to square one. Forgiving yourself, really, it's incredibly liberating. Trust me. It's like dropping a hot coal that you've been unconsciously holding onto while wondering when the pain will stop, <laughs> right? It's like, just drop it. If you had a piece, if you had a hot coal in your hand, y- you drop it. But the problem is you're not aware of the hot coal in your head, <laughs> so to speak. So please drop the F-bomb, drop as many of them as possible. And that is what day five is all about. Day six, your bitchy inner critic needs a little operating system upgrade, right? Remember my computer as a brain metaphor? Yeah, she's been playing the same shitty old record for way too long. And today you're going to choose a new one to play. So again, grab that list of shit that Miss Bitchy Inner Critic has been saying to you from day one and feel free to add any zingers that you've observed since then as well. Remember that think, feel, act, outcome, think feedback loop, that negative thought feedback loop? You're going to rewrite it. 
You're going to replace the shitty stuff with awesome stuff. In other words, you're going to paint a picture of the you that you want to be. So for example, if your bitchy inner critic said things like, why do you sound so lame and stupid? Or you look terrible in those pants. Or there's no way you'll ever be as successful as she is. Then you're going to write something along the lines of, I can do anything I set my mind to. I choose to see love instead of fear. My body is a vessel of love. <laughs> I am ready, willing, and able to live a kick-ass life, etc., etc. Now, obviously, you'll put those statements into your own words because you want the statements to resonate and feel true for you and make you feel awesome. So choose words that fit. And you don't have to specifically respond to each of the criticisms that you wrote on day one. So you don't have to specifically respond to the pants comment, for example, just to be clear. If you want to get specific, that's fine. The important thing is that you're turning a negative feedback loop into a positive one, or at least you're setting yourself up with a new thought. Now, to help you get in the mood to ignite your inner badass, I have put together a little Spotify playlist with some of my favorite badass igniting tunes, and I've included a link to it in the show notes. I've also embedded it so you can listen to it right from the player on the show notes page. Again, that URL is igniteyourinnerbadass.com slash podcast slash 001-2 if you want to go right to the page. But if you just go to the podcast page, you will find a link to this episode. So we're in the home stretch. We're actually on day seven. You're almost done. (laughs) And the best part about day seven is that your task today is to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, celebrate. Because by day seven, I am willing to bet you $100. You're feeling more empowered, more confident, and more energized than you have in a very long time. Because it's just not possible to do these daily exercises that I've walked you through and feel shitty. I mean, maybe day one, you feel a little shitty when you notice all the crap that you are saying to yourself all day long and how judgy you are. And yeah. That might feel kind of shitty, but by day seven, all gone. You know, it's almost like if you spent, if you went on vacation, you spent every sunny day in a bikini and wore no sunscreen, and then you came home as pale as you were when you left. It's not going to happen. It's not possible. So yeah, today your exercise is just to celebrate the effort and the, the focus that you put in this week. You showed up for yourself all week long. So you're already ahead of the game. You're already doing more to become a total badass than 90% or more of the other people out there. You've created some measurable change in just 10 minutes a day. And that's got to feel amazing. And you did it. So go ahead and put that newfound confidence to good use somehow. You could wear your special occasion outfit for no special reason, or consider this your special occasion. You know, start a conversation with a total stranger, or, or maybe say no to an obligation you've been dreading, right? You just don't listen to the bitch, bitch, and do what feels right to you. Use your confidence, flex those muscles, smile at everyone you see today. That's a great thing to do. It's contagious. Or just blast your favorite song or one of the songs I put on the playlist and Boogie, get down. (laughs) However you choose to celebrate, do it joyfully, without guilt, like a badass. Because this is just the beginning 
of a new reality for you. We are not going to let that bitchy inner critic ever hold you hostage again. She may still have a voice, she may still be up to her old tricks, but she's not gonna hold you hostage like she has been because you have a new awareness and you have new muscles that you're building. And if you join me every week for this podcast, or better yet, become a member of the Ignite Your Inner Badass Club, you will be living a badass life from now on. Thank you again so much for joining me this week. I hope you'll be back next Tuesday for the next episode. I'll see you soon. Yeah.